the world of SIPs does not exist for us. We can't have systematic because, you know, is lump sum the only way? And I think you have some very strong views about this entire world of SIPs. I uh, I am uh, against the idea of starting an SIP. I'm not against the idea of investing. Beautiful. In, I'm not against. The I hear I- drum rolls. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I'm not against the idea of investing in mutual funds. I'm Absolutely. just against the idea of starting SIPs because there are many people who say if you do an SIP, you will become disciplined. An investment product cannot make you disciplined. Either you are disciplined or you're not. It Thank is you. a mental state of mind. You some somebody else or giving money to somebody else can't make you disciplined. That's just silly. That's propaganda, right? Uh, uh, so what I would recommend is just invest when you can. Don't uh, fret too much about it. The sense of calm and relief coming down on us, but to with those simple words. It is just that make sure these steps are in place, so you now have a proper foundation. I mean, if a wind blows, maybe the couple of uh, the top two floors of your financial castle will break down, but your fine foundation will remain intact at all times. This is that offspin original you've all been waiting for. It's time for let's get rich with Patu. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Rich with Pattu. This is an episode we've been looking forward to for a long time and for a variety of reasons. Before I introduce our very special guests on this show um, and very talented guests on the show, I'd like to add. Pattu, earlier on in the show, you had said something that stuck with me, right? The biggest obstacle to achieving financial independence or financial freedom or a retirement corpus is not market volatility. It is the constant redemptions or interruptions in your investments towards this sum. True, yeah. And that for me was a mind-opening thought, right? Uh, and I looked back and it, for some reason it also hurt. And I couldn't understand why. So I had to think about it a little bit and understand it because I have interrupted investments very often. I have redeemed once or twice in my life because there was simply an other, no other option. And then slowly the thought started to grow and I realized all the other financial advice out in the market, in the influencer space, in the online space, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, is always somehow skewed towards the salaried class of people in India. And I certainly don't come from that class. Uh, and my really close friends, Ria and Varun on the show, don't come from that class. And maybe that's why it kind of stuck. And that's why it, it, it struck a nerve. And I started to think about, are we excluded from this world of financial independence? Is financial independence even possible for us? Uh, and then I saw a really cool uh, podcast episode, uh, you know, by the founder of Zeroda. He was interviewing, it was an entire topic about chat GPT, had nothing to do with finance. And yet on that show, uh, Varun Maya, a really talented Indian who started these really cool companies mentioned how only 10% of India's earners are the salaried class. And that said, whoa, why is all this only towards such a small market? Of course, let's not take that at face value. It could be a larger percentage. Online, if you search, some government websites put it at around 20 25%. But yet, a huge number of Indians are Uber drivers, are teachers, are actors, are writers, are solopreneurs. They own shops, they're proprietors. 
how does this huge population think of retirement? And with that long introduction, for which I apologize, Varun and Ria, so glad to have you on board. Tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do. Uh, yeah, so I'm an actor and a Kalari Paitu trainer. Kalari Paitu is a martial art form, just for a little brief. Uh, so I've been uh, self-employed only since the past uh, five years now. And I'm also a visiting faculty at one of the schools uh, called uh, CNMS by SVKM, uh, where I teach theatre arts. It's just as a visiting faculty. Yeah, that's it about myself. And uh, I do everything actually that is creative. <laughs> I write, I act, I sing sometimes. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what we do when we are in the entertainment business. I'm in the entertainment business for the past 10-11 years after I left my job. I left my job in 2013 and now I'm here. I thought this couple, Varun and Ria, was very interesting. Pattu. Pattu, how are you doing, by the way? I've not even asked you about that. How are you doing this week? I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to talking about this. Yeah, it is. It's such a topic that hits home, right? The reason we thought Ria and Varun be an ideal couple for this show is because both of them living together are both solopreneurs or freelancers, right? I see a lot of couples where one is in a corporate job and the other then gets the freedom too. And I and I thank my stars for my wife for giving me the opportunity to kind of run a business, etc, uh, etc. Et but here the couple is both um, freelancers slash solopreneurs. But to how do we look at us overall? What is there a chance for us? <laughs> There's a chance for everybody. But I think uh, the steps to stabilize the... Uh, financial situation uh, is a lot more tougher for somebody who is non-salaried. So uh, mm. when I say non-salaried in the show, it would mean uh, freelancers, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, shopkeepers, anybody who anybody who does not have uh, a constant monthly flow of income, right? And, and it, it it fluctuates, it varies, it depends. It's project uh, dependent and so on. So uh, for the salary, the steps are quite simple. You have to establish a nice uh, emergency fund to handle unexpected expenses. An emergency fund typically recommended is uh, something that is equivalent to uh, three months expense for a start. And then you build it up to about six months or maybe even 12 months worth of expenses over time. Uh, and then it's uh, all about getting yourself uh, life insurance and a health insurance. And that's it. And after that, the salaried person can... Um, start investing and uh, look at their future goals, uh, find out when they will achieve financial independence or when they will not and so on. So uh, it's as simple as that. And for the salaried, you already have a group health insurance policy offered by the employer. Mm -hmm. So many people don't even bother to get themselves a private health insurance, which they should, but they don't. Or at least they can delay that decision because they have uh, something to fall back on. And um, many uh, employees also even offer life insurance. So, uh, so many aspects are taken care of. And as long as the salaried person does not do something terrible uh, uh, decision-wise, they don't do something, uh, make wrong choices, uh, they have every chance of, you know, getting themselves reasonably wealthy over time. But things are very, very different for the non-salaried uh, because they're not going to get regular income. They are, they're going to get a huge project for, for some people, for example, freelancers, and that's going to keep them uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in business for some time. 
and then they can handle expenses with that for for the next few months and then things will dry up then you have force majeure situations like covid uh, you have all sorts of recessions coming in then you suddenly out of projects uh, suddenly the guy who's paying you doesn't have any money to pay you with and all sorts of things can happen and um, uh, in the movie industry it's crazy uh, i mean there are people who say i have money i'll pay you and then uh, when it comes to the payday they'd say they won't i suddenly say you i'll give you the next job then you can uh, you know i'll compensate you there and so so it's it's nuts <laughs> it's not, i know a little bit about the industry because i i'm a big movie fan so i i uh, watch I, i try to watch one movie a day so uh, all right so let me interject there a little bit uh, there was a very famous viral show called scam based on the great harshan mehta varun was part of that show ah, right nice. and i use that example because sometimes payments seem to be a scam for our industry right <laughs> <laughs> we can wait one month we can make six months nine months and it just doesn't come and we feel like we're talking to a wall they'll just you know put you from yeah. one person to the other so uh, but if you'll allow me if i can ask varun and riya at this early stage of the podcast what are the biggest financial issues you face why don't you define it this podcast is all about you so basically i think um, because i've never been a salaried person so yeah even i've been in this industry for the past 10 years and for the first 5 years i was just giving out to doing plays and learning process and everything so of course there was nothing coming in pocket so i used to take a lot of help from my parents and my parents are very nice <laughs> they do help out but yeah after a point you need to grow up and uh, yeah after that i have been self employed uh, but after that also i think i am a spendthrift so like you know shopping and all these things so i never understood the meaning of saving until we moved in hmm. uh, so <laughs> actually like a na- in a natural process i have grown up since the past one and a half year when you know the uh, rent comes in between and you know where you have to feel that okay now we have to save for this thing that thing and there are uh, i conduct classes too uh, so the traveling part so yeah now i have started saving a bit i have uh, cut down a lot on a lot of um, luxurious uh, leisure stuff that i used to do of course i do go on vacation but with those saving but again in the end nothing really comes in pocket so jo chal raha hai wo bas chalte ja <laughs> it's like that with me for now but yeah i have made some uh, i've opened like uh, a fixed deposit which is i think very uh, like a common a, process but a grown up just, thing to do yeah <laughs> grown up thing to do so i've started now that and um, just in a mutual fund because my one of this friend of mine who's in finance luckily uh, he was like are what are you doing you're just spending you're giving rent also now so you start uh, saving start saving such so then i started saving even like 1000 rupees or 5 5000 rupees or whatever comes in my way and whatever i can save i do that monthly what about you varun what is your so i used to uh, have a, a good investment plan until i was working uh until 2013 because i was salaried so i was salaried so every month i could afford to ha uh, just acha and at that point i was young also so itna koi kharch tha nahi i was single ha uh, parents se bhi koi itna pressure tha nahi so i used to ha theek hai i'll give it hdfc kar do mutual fund ka ye kar denge aisa kar denge wo sab ho jata tha 
Uh, but then, since I left the job, then there's no salary. Tell uh, me, when you were doing all those mutual fund investments, even when you were salaried, was there any target? Was there any target amount? No, no, right. no. It, I was doing it only because because it was, you felt it right. It was fashionable. It was, yeah, yeah. It was fashionable. My, wow. Okay. Rest of my, I mean, the colleagues were doing. Are have you invested? Investment करना पड़ेगा. So I'm like, ah, okay, ठीक है. But I had not. I was 24. Hmm. I was 23 at that point. So uh, I was just doing it up because because of peer pressure. No goal in my in my head. Actually, that was kind of stupid. Now I should have been doing that consistently. Uh, to be consistently. So what happened after I, 2013? Then I stopped completely because there was no salary. So in fact, uh, then I even broke that investment. I mm. redeemed it. And then everything is just just normally going on. Okay, at that point the health was with me. Uh, there was time I was pretty young. So, you really scared us a- last year, Varun. And part two, just to let you know what we're talking about, we had a very serious health scare for Varun, and yeah. that um, got us all thinking and very worried. And perhaps yeah. um, correct me if I'm wrong, Varun and Ria. Is the approach to life right now, and I might be completely wrong. I don't mean to judge, right? Is we're doing stuff that we really enjoy. Uh, we are in the creative space. Our, our target is to get as much work as possible. Hmm. and then we hope for the best exactly that is what it is we just hope for the best we just hope that at one point everything will be fine like uh, at the start of the podcast you said something about the reti- about retirement plan so when we think about our retirement plan we are not really thinking about invest- investing right now we are thinking ki we are going to get a, a big project yeah, or big, big project se hum log koi ghar khareed lenge ya koi land khareed lenge and that is our retirement Thing, you know, you're waiting for a windfall. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, Maybe it's kind of stupid, but ha, huh, like, that's what we are expecting. Yeah. Ki at one point we are going to we are going to break out. Uh, we we are going to be a breakout star, and then money will follow, and then we'll invest in some kind of land or flats, and that is our inve- that is our retirement plan. You represent yeah. a huge population, Varun. Right? Uh, not only that, there are several actors who've done exactly what you've said. They've got one huh, big huh. project and. and i know them personally some of them who've you know they didn't even have supportive parents like yuria right they ran away yeah. from home came to bombay struggled in theater slept let's not even get into that right where they slept every night but now they made it to big movies and have bought apartments on their own but they represent i'm very sure without even looking into the stats probably less than 1% of this entire population true and so on our show let's get rich with pattu and pattu let me ask you to come back in over here there seem to be two parallel lines a salaried individual and perhaps a pattu fan who already has a target in sight who knows the maths that has to fall into place for him to retire with a certain amount taking into account inflation etc etc and there's a large population that is focused on the present creating good work and is hoping for the best how do we make these two parallel worlds collide uh, i don't think they can ever collide or uh, they can probably conjoin at some point but uh, conjoin is a better word yeah, yeah right um first of all i would i would like to uh, say that i admire risk takers especially those who take risks with their careers uh but there's a point when it has to kind of stop uh, that's the problem with entrepreneurs uh risk taking in the 20s maybe in the right side of uh, the 30s less than up to 35 is 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 perfect and it it's important to do that i mean unless you take those risks 
you can never make it big uh, if you have a passion and a dream. So that's absolutely great. And uh, I truly admire that because I have never taken those risks in life. I've always, I've taken a different kind of risk by choosing something, uh, a path not trodden enough, but it was almost, uh, it was a a reasonable risk. But uh, the kind of risks that actors uh, or, or creative people take is sometimes an unreasonable risk. They have to go uh, months or years without projects, even small ones. Forget about making it big and small. So I admire that and I, I think that's necessary. And I think people should not shy away from that. But what would we do without the actors in our life? You're absolutely right. I mean, this world is just comprised of so many various people. And why must financial independence be geared towards only one, right? When everyone enhances our entire experience. No, so we need actors, but uh, from uh, as an outsider, we just have wrong uh, opinions about them, about how rich they are, how happy they are, but they are really not. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the first thing I would recommend is sit down and think about these are my dreams. This is what I want to achieve in life. And what are those aspects of life that can prevent me from achieving those dreams? What can happen to me or my loved ones that can prevent me from achieving those dreams? For example, uh, I can get hospitalized and you just said that you've been through that before. And that is really scary because uh, and I, I have been also in that situation where uh, it's a life changer. It looks as if you can never recover at some point when, when the whole thing starts. It looks as if your life is going to change or you may never be able to work normally. Uh, and so it's very, very scary. Similarly, hospitalization to a loved one. Um, uh, God forbid, death to the breadwinner, to the partner. So these are the the big issues that can prevent a, a family from a non a family with non salaried individuals from achieving their goals. I'm speaking in general. Right? Now, uh, one of the most important uh, quotes I keep remembering is what Bill Gates said. Now, when Microsoft was a very small company and uh, Bill Gates was actually working out of his uh, parents' uh, garage. Uh, he had a few employer, uh, employees, the nerds, you know, guys who were, were tinkering with computers, building computers, and the ones like the ones you see in movies and so on. He said, even at that stage, he had one year's expenses uh, in the bank. Mm. As a, you know, just in case he doesn't get the profits, he doesn't get the projects to sell his computers, sell his, uh, you know, software. He could pay his employees. Hmm. So that is the kind of vision that uh, everybody that everybody needs that, but particularly non-salaried folk need that kind of vision. So in everybody understands the need for an emergency fund, right? You have some kind of fixed deposit somewhere. Uh, let's say your bike breaks down, your car, somebody comes and hits your car, the insurance doesn't pay and you have to pay money. Everything with a car is you know, two times expensive than a bike, something like that. So everybody understands the need for an emergency fund. But in addition to an emergency fund, uh, the non-salaried folk need a cash buffer where they build this buffer for, let's say, worth of first initially, let's say one month expense and then three months expense and so on. So uh, it doesn't matter whether you're going to get a project or not. It doesn't matter whether you're going to get paid next month or not. You have this buffer from which you're going to draw for your next month's uh, you know, daily expenses. If you allow me, Patu, I'm going to rename it the freelancer fund, right? Yes, and while it is an emergency fund for a salaried individual, which takes care of 
laptop repair and phone repair this is much more it has to be much more substantial where it takes care of no income for a few months and so that needs to be maybe me 9 to 12 to 15 times monthly expenses no it takes time to build it i mean when you say 9 to 12 yeah. people will get scared uh, it will take a couple of years maybe 3 4 years to build that kind of a uh, you know buff huge buffer but what i'm trying to say is when you get a slightly bigger project and you when you have a little extra money that extra money can go into this buffer you you build it over time over 6 months and is it the same fund as the emergency fund of creating a new savings bank account and all of that at least mentally it should be up separate yeah. i mean it can be in the same bank uh, one fd for this one fd for that something like that any which way you like but at least mentally it should be separate you should say this i'm not touching for uh, unless i have an emergency i don't touch this fd this is my buffer cash buffer fd which i'm going to use only if i my projects dry up so that's the kind of if you have that buffer it's going to make you sleep a lot better you can absolutely uh, you can be a lot more relaxed but let me repeat it will take depending on the uh, the uh, avenue it may take 2 to 3 years to build a one year or a 15 month buffer so it will take time but we have to aggressively build it i would suggest that this buffer is the one of the important priorities besides health insurance and life insurance uh the investing in mutual funds thinking about retirement etc all can wait hmm. once i have this buffer i know that next month if i'm out of work i don't have to worry about the rent i don't have to worry about groceries i have this of course i have to uh, replenish it when the project does come correct so i'm just i'm just saying live off that buffer learn to live off that buffer and replenish that buffer partly with the income and then you can use the rest of the income for other uh, sundries uh, uh, wants etc and so i guess to take half a step back varun and riya is just calculate and figure out how much you need per month to just live rent groceries food travel what bills right yeah. what is that amount is it 25000 a month is it 50000 a month and then multiplied by maybe 3 months and then 6 months eventually and try and build it up yeah through, right so this i think is a superb kind of foundation for anyone in the solopreneur and freelancer space what what i would just like to add said is that we 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 follow the uh, living one month in advance uh, kind of thing we have uh, we have our expenses for the next month but a lot of time we face this that uh, uh, that one month is gone and then uh, the, the second month also starts and nothing comes up so uh, the, the, when the next when the, when we get the next project first we have to replenish that fund first and then uske upar ye and then the whole uh the money that we get the fees that we get it's everything is over so uh, our life goes into just saving what we have spent and then saving it again and then we are not really having any kind of fun we are not really spending anything on on us we are just saving that's it's all. not easy it's not easy yes, without no, a doubt i i agree i agree it's not easy i mean the the problem is this uh uh most people have this problem i want to invest but i don't have the money to invest yeah because yeah. i'm just living paycheck to paycheck in some sense even whether whether you are salaried or not in some sense it is from one paycheck to the other uh, but uh, hopefully that will change because of your experience your uh, as you uh, you know uh, grow in the industry but until then i think this base is very important because it will uh, if if you don't have this and i'm again speaking in general then we'll be going back to square one every time 
every time there's a huge expense, then our life will just, it'll be like a pack of cards that falls down. That cannot happen. So we must have that basic foundation of an emergency fund, a cash buffer or a freelancer fund, as uh, Sidan said. And then, of course, the uh, crucial things of life insurance and health insurance. In addition to that, I think freelancers or the non-salaries also have to consider an, an accident insurance. Because hmm. uh, they can, uh, you know, be hospitalized and out of action for several months. And those, for, for those several months, there'll be no income. Hmm. So an accident insurance is something that uh, is optional for the salary, but I think it's mandatory for the non-salary. There are That's so incredible. So how does this work, Patu? Is it, who do you go to? The same uh, insurance companies who give you medical insurance? Are they, uh, how does one get accident insurance? There are, see, there are uh, general insurance companies which offer both health insurance and accident insurance. So they would sell this. Life insurance. So it's not part of life. your uh, car or bike insurance and it's not part of your medical insurance. It's a third thing you're saying. Correct. Correct. This is as, uh, only for, it's a personal accident policy. Uh, and this is so apt because Varun and Rhea, you'll agree, if we don't turn up to work, the check huh. will not come. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Now, so, uh, uh, I just wanted to clar- uh, wanted clarity regarding this accident, in- accidental insurance. This is, uh, you're talking about the accidents that happen uh, while we are working. So, uh, let's say if I'm in an action scene and uh, I break my back or break my neck, you're talking about that insurance? No insurer will cover that, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the in, why is that Patu? it's because uh, you chose to do it you it's a it's a mm-hmm. choice right it, uh, see the this is i think we should do this uh, as a separate episode because the accident in the definition of an accident is um, very nuanced for example if you say that um, i was about to open my uh, bathroom door uh, to take mm-hmm. a bath or come out from a bath and i just slipped and fell Will the insurer pay? You slipped and fell. You you know you had a strain. You uh, whatever. You couldn't go to work for some time and so on. Will the insurer pay? The insurer won't pay because the insurer would say it is your responsibility to make sure that the bathroom floor is grime free. Hmm. You get it right. So it's a very nuanced thing. Although I say it's important, it doesn't mean you're going to get it. Uh, uh, or for example, if you had a, a piece of Lego your son was playing with and you stepped on it and and slipped. No, it's your it's your fault. You didn't take care of it. So it's it's a um, completely unforeseen event. So you're, mm-hmm. you 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 were st- walking on the road and somebody came and dashed against you. That's something unforeseen. That's uh, that's not something you could have anticipated or prepared for. That they will pay. There are there are different uh, levels of it. It's a but it's it's important. But you have to be careful about when it will pay and when it will not. And is this affordable? I mean, do we know what kind of premiums are involved uh, for, say, a 50 lakh cover or a 1 crore cover? I mean, now, now we're going into the pure term. I'm sure it's much lesser, right? The, it is. The sums that see, are there short. are two things with it. One, it is much less, less expensive than a health insurance policy, thankfully. Okay, and the, great. And the premium, then that's affordable. It's very affordable. The premiums also don't change with age much. Because Got for it. the health insurance, every five years, you will, you know. Right. Because an accident can happen to you at whatever age. I but, mean, there's no age aspect. But the catch is most insurers don't offer a huge cover like 50 lakhs or 1 crore. They mm. offer like 10 lakhs, 20 lakhs, 25 lakhs. But it's something. 
I mean, it would be great that would help us survive a, a year or two just for expenses uh, proportionally the premiums will also be lower it will be like a few k so it's not uh, uh, you know unduly expensive it's quite affordable but this we should know when it would pay and when it will not that's the only catch since we're talking about the medical uh, uh, you know medical emergencies and also what we have done uh, for the past in the last year what we did was we have applied for a credit card and we have got a credit card but we're not using that credit card we using it just for, we have just kept it for emergency as an emergency fund only so just in case we get hospitalized or something something of this sort happens then we can use that credit card uh, but again it's a debt i mean if we if we if we use it it's a debt so i mean i think we are just trying to cope up with that so no, uh, it's not a bad idea as long as you have the credit limit uh, in cash somewhere else you just have you're just giving yourself some breathing space of 3 to 4 weeks to pay that uh, credit com- card company yeah. which yeah. is okay yeah. because you suddenly need some liquidity you use a credit card which makes sense but as long as you you, uh, you pay it in full it's it's fine absolutely fine but you would also need a health insurance a proper health insurance yeah, yeah we uh, we are health insurance that's the that's another topic uh, i got hospitalized uh, last year uh and then i did not have health insurance because again never never crossed my mind that i should have an health insurance or mediclaim or something like that then uh, when i applied for the health insurance i got one and now the conditions that uh, are supposed to that, that i want covered they are not covered until for, uh, until 3 more years so 3 years that i'll have to pay the premium and then only will that be covered i'm diabetic so oh. all of that stuff yeah so that's that's an issue yeah Uh, yes, yes. it is certainly a, uh, also the the premiums can also increase you have to be prepared for that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. each Just time the, yeah Sorry. the the same insurance that we got for ria ria got it for uh, 6000 from um, i think max and i got it for uh, 13000 13k that's so the, the same same cover yeah that, that's the loading because of the uh, of your condition yeah pre existing yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, and that's see every time these companies uh don't make enough profits they will take it out on us <laughs> right so the premiums will jack up so you have to be prepared for that uh, that and yet it is the smartest 13000 you spent right what to yeah, yeah, yeah. that is true that is yeah. absolutely true so to revise a little bit before we move on for a solopreneur and a freelancer i think the basics are to try and get uh, an emergency fund in place for however many number of months which could then support you when there is no income get your medical insurance in place get your now accident insurance in place a very smart suggestion by pattu um get your life insurance in place perhaps to support your partner and then once these basics and foundations are laid pattu what's next can we then start thinking about investing and how um <laughs> see i i have a little anecdote to share um so when you asked me yes, about absolutely. this episode i was very reluctant to talk about it because i am the opposite of a salaried of a uh, of an entrepreneur of a non salaried person of a freelancer because i have a nice cushy government job where my retirement age is 65 and so what am i going to talk about uh, to uh, you know uh, how am i going to advise people in this So as I was thinking about this something happened in the last couple of weeks now I have a relative who is a who runs a catering business 
so she she does it uh, from her house and she services mainly senior citizens etc in our locality and um like you she has to get up every day and go to the kitchen and cook if she does not she doesn't get she's essentially a daily wage earner in some sense of course she won't get it daily but it's essentially that now her husband my cousin uh got hospitalized it's a serious issue it was he almost uh died if we had uh, delayed taking him to the hospital he would have been he would no longer be with us but he's he's now back home but he's still sick but during those those 10 15 days when he was in hospital she still had to somehow turn up to the kitchen and uh, you know offer the catering to the catering she could not get somebody else to uh, do it for her and i think that's a problem um for many uh, non salaried folk maybe not so much for you guys but for, for those who are who are running a shop or for doing some kind of you know offering some kind of service plumbers carpenters uber drivers i mean you cannot even think of the day that you're unwell and cannot show up to work which means there's no money so there must be some mechanism where they they must think about the business and try to delegate as much as possible wherever applicable it may not be applicable in all, to all spheres but wherever applicable they must delegate so that if they can take a few days off and yeah. still things will run the, the the machinery won't stop just because they don't turn up to work and i think that's a crucial thing which many people uh don't uh, factor in they are they just uh the way they i mean things are so busy they're just caught up in the hustle and bustle of it they don't take time to do this and they always assume that they can keep working forever so uh, of course ideally we should all work until we drop dead that's the oh that would be the best life yeah that, that that's that's the ideal situation but life has other plans right i mean uh, uh so working beyond a point should become an option that is the retirement mm-hmm. that's a simple way to define retirement planning there's beyond the age turning up for work should be optional you must i mean you work for your to keep you active mentally engaged so on and so on but you don't do it for the money you don't do it for the grind so uh, the way to do it is to start delegating and start looking in the future how am i uh, going to build a business that that will sustain in spite of me turning up for work i mean uh, i don't need to turn up for work it will still work i can just uh, 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 look at it from time to time i can manage it with much less time than what i'm doing now that's a plan that they should have and probably after that they can start uh, looking at their short term goals long term goals and start talking about investing and saving i'm very hopeful about this topic because varun and uh, riya when i first broached this topic with pattu by the way the first day we met pattu and for several days after that there was just so much enthusiasm and so much excitement to do the show with us and the first time i saw him kind of take a step back was when i suggested <laughs> investing for freelancers right <laughs> this particular topic and then this incident happened and i'm hopeful with this episode patu's going to start sleeping on this and think about this entire universe of ours and who knows in the days ahead can come up with some amazing solutions yeah. uh, but i think we've covered a few particular things and patu i remember second thing you told me very interesting right about how not only solopreneurs and freelancers should figure out how the money can continue to come in when they go on vacation or when they are hospitalized or when they are unable to go to work apart from having an accident insurance but also you need money to grow money right mm. right 
and perhaps the key to our lives varun and riya is finding alternate sources of money coming in if we are full time actors i don't know we need to think of other maybe we have an acting course on youtube maybe we yeah. have uh, you know you train other teachers in kalari paitu yeah, like, and yes. have them take classes on your behalf right? right i think that is going to be the magic and the solution where we have several taps turned on where money is coming in based on our talent and our passion and our expertise and once we have our basics in place then we can start thinking about joining the world of making money of equity absolutely we uh, we often discuss that uh, uh, we don't really have any off days i mean uh, yeah. consciously we don't have any off days we cannot have any off days we have to work 365 days 7 days a week hum ko karna hi padega tabhi hum log kuch kar payenge tabhi kuch ho payega we have to we have to diversify uh, our work only we cannot be just actors we are just not going to survive if we are just yeah actors. and somewhere i guess where we are lacking is like as siddhant you just said that we can diversify and we can go on youtube and we can do yeah, other yeah. like the same skill but just diversify it even more where the creative people will come up yeah. with the ideas yeah. also the sample size in the market it's too much yeah if if i have, i cannot be arrogant about my skill because there are many many others who are but even no, more skilled than me and or, or how much ever i think i am skilled mujhse acha koi hai but there's only one sexiest man alive <laughs> and, and, and that is varun's viral short very slow mo videos he posts online anyways yeah. jokes aside patu anything you'd like to add in terms of once we get these established these basics in because the world of sips does not exist for us we can't have systematic because you know is lump sum the only way and i think you have some very strong views about this entire world of sips uh, i uh, i am uh, against the idea of starting an sip i'm not against the idea of investing beautiful in, i'm not against the i hear drum rolls <laughs> go ahead no no i'm not against the idea of investing in mutual funds i'm Absolutely. just against the idea of starting sips because there are many people who say if you do an sip you will become disciplined an investment product cannot make you disciplined either you are disciplined or you're not it Thank is you. a mental state of mind you some somebody else or giving money to somebody else can't make you disciplined that's just silly that's propaganda right uh, <laughs> um so what i would recommend is just invest when you can don't uh, fret too much about it the sense of calm and relief coming down on us but to with those simple words it is just that make sure these steps are in place so you now have a proper foundation I, i mean if a wind blows maybe the couple of uh, the top two floors of your financial castle will break down but your fine foundation will remain intact at all times once that is in place you are so much more confident you know you can build it back it's it's not that big a deal uh, so uh, i would say just invest when you can but what i would recommend is once everything is uh, in place list your short term goals what are your expenses every year for example mm. a car insurance the life insurance premiums or when uh, for people who have children the school fees that's a big chunk of money so those are your annual expenses how am i going to handle those annual expenses so uh, again you can have a buffer for that that's the only way to do it you you can just put it in your uh, freelancer fund or cash buffer whatever it is put it on that and pay the annual expenses from there so once you have this machinery where you you say look i have now created a situation where i can take care of these annual expenses 
properly regardless of how frequently I'm, I'm able to get projects. Once that is there, you can then talk about what is my goal in two years, in three years. I want to go on a holiday. I want to buy a bigger car. I want to buy a, you know, a, a bigger camera, whatever. Yes, whatever it is. So those are short term goals. You can just start a simple fixed deposit for that. Today we have flexi deposit uh, uh, products where you, you can just put in money whenever you feel like. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in in a in a recurring deposit, you you say I'm going to pay yeah, thousand rupees. Uh-huh. It's a fixed amount, but you have yeah. flexi uh, flexi deposits. So you, to, uh, one day you can put in thousand, one day you can put in five hundred, whatever it is. It's flexible, and you can just leave it there until your uh, you know your need comes after two years or three years and take out the money. Yeah, that is great because yeah, we didn't we didn't know about the flexi deposit thing. That will work for us like really well because. A month we can uh, probably deposit ten thousand, and the next month uh, we won't even have the thousand rupees to. You know, so this is only with the private banks or with national banks? Should be available everywhere. Should be available everywhere. All uh, the banks. All the banks. And the advantage is just one deposit. You don't have to open multiple deposits and ask, worry about uh, how many accounts do I have? When does this mature? When does that? That's a big hassle. It's just one deposit. One big thing you can just put in money and you can also take out proportionally you can take out any amount you want you don't need to break the whole deposit that's the uh, okay. flexibility and i think they have some minimum uh, like balance or something also like uh, that would depend on the bank yes that you will have yeah. to check with the bank on that amazingly overwhelming feeling of uh, hope and joy <laughs> um i'm going to take this chance since we are running out of time at least if we are to have this episode as one part if we are to do that two parts Varun and Ria will reach out again in the near future to try and track how the freelancer community is doing. Sure, and I think sure. it's a very important part of our, of our lives. But to thank you for giving us so much hope. Um, I think we've covered the basics for freelancers in this community. I'd like to end by saying a very important thing since we like philosophy on the show as well, right? On episode four, Varun and Ria, we had a superstar on our show. His name was Shubham. He was a techie from Hyderabad. Techies, by the way, are big fans of Pattu. For some nice. reason, right? Uh, their salary. Such, their salary. That is, <laughs> that is the only reason. But they're, they're so cool. If you listen to the Shubham episode, you'll know what I mean. Okay. okay. And this guy was in his mid-twenties and feverishly working towards retiring at 30. Or maybe 32. Wow. And he was a superstar because he had his plan in place and his money was going to 100% add up to that amount. Because thanks to Pattu, you can do the math backwards and plan for your future. But then I asked him a question, why are you so eager to retire? Why are you so eager to, what's what's the issue? And then you won't realize that the world of salaried individuals isn't particularly nice. You have bad bosses, you have long hours, Mm. you feel trapped in a certain way. Mm. And he said, I want to retire so that I can do what I want to later on. And you guys and the world of freelancers are already doing what you love to do and what you want to. So we have an amazing starting point. Don't feel that you're, you know, a few steps behind in this world of investing and find, you know, achieving financial independence. You're doing what you love. There's no better way to live this life. But we're here to help on Let's Get Rich with Pattu. Pattu is here to help. And I hope this episode has given you a few insights and a few bits of hope. Perhaps we'll come back to you in a few months to see how it's going. Yeah, but to any last words, thank you so much for this episode. I truly enjoyed having you on the show. It was real fun. Thank you. It's always fun when somebody else joins in. And uh, uh, 
one of my dream is on the bucket list is to act someday so maybe i'll reach out to you oh. <laughs> sure sure uh, in, in the next 10 years uh, when we become like something big hot shot we'll we we'll do our, our own nepotism <laughs> <laughs> varun and riya you must take a look at the artwork right that's how patu looks in his film role by the way this artwork has become quite viral as well it's being the topic of discussion for a number of people especially patu fans there's one person in the world who doesn't like it <laughs> and thinks it's cringe i'm i'm too old for that <laughs> the young guys like it <laughs> so promise me when you eventually do your own nepotism and and cast him in a role in your own movie yeah. that is the look that you give him will do definitely <laughs> ah definitely sure <laughs> have a great day have a great week uh, all you listeners of let's get rich with patu this show is nothing without you unless you send in your questions and and you know our doors are open you can be part of the show speak about your world your life and how you want to achieve financial independence and patu will be here for you till the next episode thank you everyone thank you bye bye and now as always it's time for some finet So Sid spoke about market volatility. What's that? Simply put, it means the unpredictable rise and fall of prices of equities. When the price movements are larger than usual and much faster than usual, we say the market is volatile. Varun and Pattu also spoke about redemption or redeeming funds. Redemption is when you withdraw your money from a particular investment. After redemption, you now have hard cash in your bank account. This redemption could be done in parts or on the entire investment. That's all for now. Come back next week for more. You just heard Let's Get Rich with Pattu, an Offspin original. Isn't it the coolest show you've heard in the Indian podcasting space? And even if it isn't, what's the point of getting rich alone, right? Share this show with those you care about and perhaps even with those you don't care about. But make sure you share this show with only those who you don't mind being richer than you. The music on this show was created by Pattu's biggest fan, Rajesh Ravi, and everyone on the Offspin team had some part or the other to play on the show. Let me name them quickly: Harshdeep Nisrani, Krishant Das, Sandeep Banerjee, Arif Chagla, Anand Krishnan, Rajesh Ravi, and Heer Khan. Heer, by the way, is also to be blamed for giving Pattu his gangster look, which is how he looks on a daily basis. Um, and me, Sadan, your host. Let's get rich is available on all audio platforms wherever you consume your podcasts. So spread the word, and we'll see you next week. You know we do this show only to help you guys, right? But if you're listening and you're that one person who has perhaps lost money and are holding it against Patu or me. for making you lose that money then not only are you a mean person but you also need to listen to this legal disclaimer this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any financial advice views expressed are not official positions of financial institutions or patu or mine for that matter although we strongly believe in them listen to this disclaimer even more carefully We recommend consulting a qualified professional before making decisions. We disclaim liability for inaccuracies or losses from using this information in our show. By listening you agree that the host, guests and producers are not only awesome people but they are not responsible for your financial decisions or outcomes.